Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I am, well, I'm joined by my regular co-host, Jason, but we have, first of all, Jason, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. All right, perfect, perfect. We are joined by a very, very special guest, somebody that I've been hoping to get on the show for at least a year now, ever since been, yeah. Ever since I, I found out that uh, her and I share a uh, similar opinion on on quite a few movies actually yep. it, it come come to find out and that of course is your wife sally water sally how are you i'm doing well dana happy to have you on the show thank you thank ha- you ha- listen it's first time ever doing a podcast you're doing great <laughs> good to know good to know podcast virgin <laughs> so you you did your first podcast with me yeah, yeah it was so. it was a little unnerving the first time when yeah. you're trying to you know re- you got all these notes in front of you yeah. or things you want to get out and you know when we left off where yes. we left off was a look at the Halloween franchise from 1978 through 2021 mm-hmm. looked at all 12 movies. The good, the bad, the ugly, the terrible, the cruel, the, the insensitive, yeah. the the director's cuts. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was all leading up to the release of uh, the David Gordon Green directed Halloween Ends, which did come out this weekend as of this recording. I'll start by saying that I did see this Thursday night in IMAX at the Regal Cinema. Pleasantly surprised, there was at least thirty people there. Really? Yeah. Wow. We had. Um, Probably 10 in there for yeah. the 3 o'clock show today. Six to 10, yep. But the, yeah. I did get stuck behind. Now, again, this Regal Cinema. You, you bought- the You well, I did. Well, I got my usual seats. Yeah. Seats, plural. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take a chance. I'm not going to take a chance that anybody sits next to me, even well, in the twosies. We had that similar experience today. Sally had to restrain me several I times. I did indeed. <laughs> so, I did indeed. <laughs> but I did get stuck behind because at this particular Regal Cinema, uh, you buy your ticket at the concession stand. Uh-huh. And I did get stuck behind three people, a mother, daughter, probably the daughter's boyfriend. Okay. Not only are they buying their tickets, but they're proceeding to buy their concessions and they don't know what they want. <sighs> and it's just the, it's literally the four of us. It's the three of them and then me. Oh my God. And I'm dying here. I'm dying. <laughs> well, first of all, you got to get the app because you can pick your seats on the app. Oh, I've got the app. Oh, okay. No, this okay. is not me. I'm trying to buy popcorn. Oh, okay. They're, they're up there like, <laughs> yeah. hey, Mildred. And I'm just, and I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. <sighs> and then when it's my turn, I said, you know, medium popcorn, small Pepsi because they don't serve Coke products mm-hmm. there. And the guy goes, uh, do you have a minute to wait for more popcorn? I'm like, oh, of course I do at this point. Why, <laughs> right. why wouldn't I? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Do you guys mind it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, needless to say, got in there. The previews had already started and saw the movie. We're going to keep this spoiler free. For a good bit, yeah. For, for, for the beginning. For this, you know, I know the movie made $41 million over the weekend, and that's pretty impressive considering it was released on Peacock at the same time. $17 have, million international, too. Yeah, so, no, yeah. it's it's doing well. It's yeah. doing well, all things considered. Although it does have a C-plus cinema score, which is, uh, that's not good. Nope. And we're going to get into the whole discussion about the film. But I guess, you know what? you I saw this on Thursday. I text you. We've we've kept our thoughts to ourselves. Yep. Sally, I have no idea what you think about this movie. Jason, I have no idea what you think about this movie. I all I've said is I think I said I tweeted out that this movie takes some big swings and subverts expectations. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn it over to you first, Sally. Your initial thoughts on Halloween ends. 
I was not expecting the movie that I saw. I had tried to stay away from the reviews. I didn't want to go in with a closed mind. You know, you can't help but seeing, you know, generally the feeling of the world about this movie. But I didn't want to have any preconceived notions. I have to say from the very opening initial where I don't have the Halloween music at the initial credit, it set me up for failure. That initial, initial piece of the puzzle. Everything should be consistent with these previous movies. And for me, that wasn't interesting. Now so you're... I started off thinking, oh, man. So normally you get the pumpkin and yeah. the opening credits. Yes. I, I yes. disagree. I disagree. You have cold opens in these previous two movies. That's true. They that do. is true. They okay. Do. The, the, you, they Halloween 2018, you've got Michael at Smith's Grove. Yep. You know, say something. Go yeah. to the credits. Halloween Kills, you've got the entire cold open in Haddonfield 78. You know, where, where he's like, Officer Hawkins, did Michael kill again? Did Michael kill again? <laughs> then we get to, so these, these movies do have cold opens. That's yeah. true. But I agree with you in the sense of when it started, we got some title cards yeah. that we didn't get previously. No. So, Mm-mm. okay. So you felt like the movie was setting you, setting you up for failure. What I was thinking was this is going to be different. What I was thinking was this is not going to be consistent with these previous okay. three movies. That was that, my initial I, thought. I got that same vibe. Yeah. Okay. So, without getting into the spoiler territory, walking out of the theater, what were you thinking? So, you know, generally construct-wise, I wasn't opposed to the construct of the movie or the premise of the movie. It, that all could have worked for me. For me, there was... I actually think it boils down to casting. Interesting. Okay. If that had been different, that movie might have worked for me. Okay. So... Ultimately, what you're saying is that you walked out underwhelmed, probably a little disappointed. More than a little. More than a little. little. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. So we're going to put a pin in that. We're going to come back. We're going to explore that. Okay. Jason, now now, now, you and I have a a little bit of an advantage (laughs) over Sally in that that's her first viewing. Yes. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to be completely honest. When I left the theater upon my first viewing... I left very conflicted myself. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of sat in my car like, what did I just see? Now I've gone on to watch this two more times on Peacock. So going into it a second time, knowing right. where things are right. going. I, I, Well, we'll get to that. Jason, all right. I have no idea where your head's at on this one. <laughs> just to remind the listeners, love 2018. Love 2018. Hated kills. Hated kills. Sally liked kills. I I actually, I rewatched Kills today before going to this movie, and I was reaffirmed that this was such a great movie, such an amazing movie. We are the only two in America that feel that way, (laughs) and I'm telling you, I love it. I love it. And I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I I stand by my statement that the pecking order for this entire franchise is Halloween 78, Halloween Kills. Yes. And I'm going to leave it there because, you know, we're going to re-rank these things a little bit. All right, Jason, I keep keep teasing it, (laughs) but I haven't haven't asked you yet. I guess the thing I need to ask you is first viewing and has your opinion changed on subsequent viewings? My first viewing because I was so – well, and I should say this too because when we did our our initial Halloween and we rewatched 12 movies, I was still under the – premise that this was that Michael was Lori's brother and we talked and I was like oh god no he's not so that that changed things a lot for me going into this one my my initial thought on this one was it was it was new it was interesting but I was giving it like a c plus okay um 
are you are you ranking this over kills am i ranking this over kills yes okay interesting but also nutty professor too is over kills (laughs) i know you can't see my eye roll but it was there uh okay again keeping this thing completely that was my initial my first watch which was on a Thursday morning. I'm going to say this. My initial viewing of the film was in IMAX, mm-hmm. and that's already going to give any movie a bit of a bump. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'll tell you this. Watching it from my iPad or a couple times on my iPhone, the blacks on there do not come through. And I'm literally like today I got the Windex out and I'm cleaning my screen. I'm like, what? Where did he stab him? What, what happened? Yeah. So, yeah, seeing it in the theater just today, there were a couple of things. I was like, oh, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to this whole thing about. God, we really do need to see movies in the theater. Like, yeah. movies are made to be seen on a big screen. Yes. They, they really are. I walked out of the movie. First of all, I spent the first 45 minutes of the film, like, going, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not even sure what has happened. I kind of figured it out. And again, we're not going to get into spoiler territory, but I kind of figured it out. There's a scene where our character, Corey, is, is in a sewer and something mm-hmm. happens. And I, I was like, oh, okay. I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was halfway right all right so your initial thought and you left the theater for the first time conflicted yeah conflicted okay so my initial thought when i saw halloween kills was like that's awesome that's great what a ride can't wait to watch that again Mm -hmm. cannot Mm -hmm. wait to watch it again Mm -hmm. this one it was this one was like guess i need to watch this again that's what hit me yeah like right away i'm like there's there's something there's some nuance in here that i missed that all these that everybody who did the the movie reviews did the same thing they walked they went in there expecting the conclusion to a 42 44 year movie arc to just be godfather 2 and the first watch it's not no it's not and there's something to be said about there there's literally some (sighs) some some easter eggs in this film like if you watch the opening title sequence the the font of it is from halloween 3 Mm -hmm. yeah okay Mm -hmm. and Looking back now, I'm, I have to say to myself, that had to have been an intentional choice yeah. because what was Halloween 3? It was a drastic departure from the first two movies. Yeah. Yeah. I actually see a correlation between okay. the, the between the first three Halloween movies mm-hmm. now more than ever. Oh, yeah. You got 2018 is very reminiscent of the original Halloween. Uh, Halloween kills. Lori's in the hospital again. Sure. And Halloween 3 or Halloween okay. ends yeah. is a completely different story for yeah. the most mm-hmm. part. And it's like, oh, okay. I don't think that's intentional because from what I understand, no, how the Halloween 2018, from what I understand, was supposed to be a one and done right, movie. Yeah. Okay. So this, there's no grand trilogy oh, I mean, on the, here. On the third one that this was, this, uh, to me, this was, um, well, I, I, I'll, I'll save it for the spoiler, the, the spoiler section. Like, yeah, I don't think this was some grand plan. Like, this wasn't George Lucas who yeah. had wrote Star Wars. You know, he wrote six episodes and made the fourth one first. I, I just well, I remember Danny McBride too saying that they had thought about doing two and three at the same time, but it was yeah. like we don't know what's going to happen between, you know, two and and three. There, we we want to leave ourselves open rather than commit to a a fundamental concrete storyline. Which, uh, from what I understand, okay, so the backlash that Halloween Kills received, they threw out the script that they had for for three and rewrote the whole thing and did a four-year time jump. Oh, like, it was wow. it was the negative reception that the wow. movie received that that's yeah. why we got this film. And I think th- this is David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, and there was two other writers. writers. I'm sure you saw the, the writing credit was like yeah. four people. Uh, at some point... I, I would have loved to see that first script, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, because yeah. I... Yeah, I mean, I think they would have they filmed this thing back-to-back. I admire and I respect... 
the fact that they decided to go very bold and go in a completely different direction. And I got on board, I'll admit to getting on board with the film about an hour into it. It's an hour and 15 minutes, but mm-hmm. an hour. I, was, I will say this. It, first viewing, I was never bored. No. Never no. bored at all. But I was a little surprised at how sort of tame it was compared to Halloween Kills. Well, and it, it reminded me, too, of the original Halloween, where you don't get your... You get Judith gets killed right at the beginning, but then you don't get your next murder on screen for like an hour. Yeah. Which yeah. is... I don't know if we can call this movie tame. There was a tongue rotating. Is this... That's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. There was... No, there okay. was a ton, tongue rotating on a on a record uh, machine. I don't mean right? tame. I don't mean tame as in, like, there wasn't a, a gore factor to it. I mean as in, it took that long to get there. And then all of a sudden, there's a lot of... I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think the kill count in this movie is drastically reduced from Halloween kills. Yes. I, I do have the numbers. But no, no, no. Whenever we're, 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 we're ready to get into we're, them. We're, and I'm just... it's Obviously, it's very hard to dance around this movie without getting into spoilers. Mm-hmm. It, yes. It's really challenging. I, that's why I'm like... I'm, I'm not even able to flow because I'm like, every time I want to say something like... Right. Let's just get into spoilers. I'm sorry, everybody. If you haven't watched this film yet, it's available on Peacock. Sign yes. up for the free trial. Sign up for the seven-day free trial. Watch the movie. Oh, or go see it in IMAX. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, upon subsequent viewings of the movie, I've warmed up on it a little bit. But I'm not, like, chomping at the bit to continuously watch this movie like I did with Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, let's just get into it. Corey Cunningham. <laughs> Corey Cunningham. I actually really like this movie. I think I've changed from a... A C plus to probably right under an A minus. Yeah. A minus B plus. One of the interesting things. So I got a review from Owen Gleiberman from Variety. He says, Halloween ends doesn't finish off the franchise by being the most scary or fun entry in the series. It should have been both, but it's neither. Instead, it's the most joylessly metaphorical and convoluted entry. And he continues with the real power of Michael Myers is no matter how many times they kill him, he returns with the unholy force of someone with back end deal points. (laughs) So (laughs) I can see his review in that first watching is it's a lot of exposition by Lori. It's a voiceover. She's now writing her memoirs and she's explaining what she thinks evil is and how it's changed her, and the first time I'm like, I don't need a, I need a lesson in this from you. We're all aware. <laughs> we know we're, we're all, we're all no, quite familiar with the story. I mean, if we're yeah. if we're going into the thirteenth movie, okay, <laughs> or in this case, the the fourth in this timeline, yes. we're aware. We should just kind of go 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 to the the just the, the cold open, if you will, sure. Sally. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So you talked mm-hmm. about was it the entire sequence where we see a, a young Corey. Okay, it's, uh, the movie opens up one year after the events of Halloween Kills. So it's, it's Halloween 2019. He's going over to this house, Halloween. He's going to be babysitting. He's kind of a, I don't want to say like a, a dork, but he's, you know, sure. he's riding. He's going to engineering school. Yeah, he's riding his yeah. bicycle and, and there's, you know, he's, he's babysitting. He typically does their lawn, but he's going to babysit for them. It's a last minute thing. And she says, help yourself to anything in the fridge. And there's a scene where he, he looks at a beer, but he goes with the chocolate mm-hmm. milk. And this mm-hmm. is all sort of just setting up that he's a pretty innocent guy. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that entire sequence, I was on board. Like, no, I, I thought it was eerie. It's completely, yeah. no, it's completely consistent because this is Lori. This is, this is a 2022 or I guess 2019 version of Lori, right? She's the innocent person who's prepared. She's a Girl Scout. She does the right thing every single time. I loved that opening. I thought that was exactly the setup it should have. And importantly, it's a babysitting event. Yes. This should be a movie 
about babysitters. Correct. This, this is essential, right? So when I saw that, I thought, well, wonderful. For me, it was the music. It was the way the credits were done. It was... I'll say it's the lack of music. It, there was music, but it wasn't the appropriate music. Yeah. And that, it was the initial pop where I was like, oh, this is not going to be it. And then I bought in a little bit. But for me, again, it came down to this casting of Corey. Interesting. Okay. So the, the, the casting of Corey. I did not see the, the, you know, the big reveal of that cold open is, you know, the, the child on, on, has an unfortunate accident. That's what we're calling it. Right? I, I have it death by karma. Death by karma. Because he was a little dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So it, I mean, I was, I was on board. I was on board. Mm-hmm. You know, when the mom looks up and just screams, what have you mm-hmm. done? Cut to yeah. Halloween credits. Sure. All of a sudden now, you, the babysitter isn't the one being chased. Mm-hmm. The babysitter is the one who's mm-hmm. on trial. Yeah. Cut to three years later, we get the voiceover narration from Laurie Strode. Who's, and I was like, oh, VO. Do we really need a VO? Yeah. But, it, it, you know, cleverly, it's her writing her memoir. So let's talk about Laurie just for a moment. So in four years' time, it seems that she has... Uh, at least learn to live with the trauma in her past. She's at least making an effort. She's writing a book. Uh, I, I think there's uh, alludes to the fact that she doesn't really drink anymore. Yep. And she's she, in therapy. She's in therapy. She's living with her granddaughter. Yep. You know, she's cooking. She seems, she seems happy. Yes. It's um, a stark departure because where I expected to find her was after the events of the last one, being that person, like, I told you so. And look what happened. It cost me my daughter. It cost 31 people, actually 48 dead in that arc between 18 and Halloween Kills. 48. 48 people in a good eh, day and a half, two days. Do you know how many true crime podcasts would exist if that thing really happened? Right? I mean, there would be a Netflix eight-part series right? yeah. if that was a real thing. If there were 48 people dead in that length of time, that's terrorism. Yeah. And they probably would have searched, I don't know, right next to a McDonald's and a gas station looking for people. You know what's not existing if that happens? The town of Haddonfield. All right? Right. It would be a ghost town. And and frankly, in this movie, you don't really get a good geographical idea of how how big this town is. It feels feels like it's got one main road. It looks like LaGrange, Georgia. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Way outside of Atlanta. You know, we cut to Allison. Okay. Now, Allison, she's lost both her parents. Mm Mm-hmm. She lost her boyfriend in a horrendous way in Halloween Kills. He just did he really? That was he, one. That was the worst one. That was the one. Yeah. He, he, and then he comes down the stairs and he just. Yeah. He was the, the guy was dead. Yeah. He was dead. So she's working as a. I'm assuming an RN. She's a nurse. Yep. Um, uh, already, we're getting a little little preview of the, the dynamic that's going on at the hospital. You know, you've got the other girl who they're both up for a promotion. Which, another fun little Easter egg. The doctor that that girl is sleeping with is the one mentioned at the beginning of Halloween kills that the, the nurse and the doctor are so upset with for, I guess, inviting him over for a threesome or. Oh my God. That oh, sure. hey, hey. Yeah. Mathis, yeah. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> nice work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I never put that together. Yeah. And he's, st- he's still a dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, he gets his comeuppance, but yeah. my good. Hey, you know what? That is another point for this movie. There you go. Because I didn't even put that together. Yeah. That was great. What, nice job. <laughs> I'm I'm really impressed. That was, mm-hmm. that was things are okay. You know, we see we see Lori at the grocery <clears throat> store. She runs into Officer Hawkins, who's clearly now retired. 
probably needs to be eating a little more healthy <laughs> based on what we're seeing. Great scene when she, you know, they're, they're have a little flirting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lori's walking out of the grocery store. She's got a smile on her face. Life's good. And then yeah. she gets called out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Old fluorescent light tube lady. Well, yeah. her sister. Yeah. yeah. Um, who I guess actually we're at 47 because I had the 47 dead. I had her dead in Halloween Kills. Well, and I thought that was a great little, uh, there's fun little callbacks, yeah. callbacks yeah. to the movie. I was like, oh shit. I mean, I literally audibly said out loud, oh shit, she survived. Yeah. yeah. So what I love about this is this is where you get the feeling of the town. She's yeah. not the survivor anymore. Mm-hmm. She's the one that caused yeah, all this. Right. Absolutely. She's the problem. You, so, you provoked this man and then, and then you, you let all these people die, and now you're out here being happy. What the hell? Absolutely. So then, now we're going to get our first parallels to the movie Carrie. I saw yes. quite a few. Okay, so we have Corey works with his dad at a junkyard. I'm thinking Cunning, dad? Cunningham too. Corey Cunningham. Yeah. yeah. You know, we we uh, we see him go to a grocery store, buy a chocolate milk. Then he gets harassed by the. Uh, okay. I've never been in the high school band before. Okay, listen, I was in the marching band. Talk to me, Sally, and because I, I need I to can know. Tell you. She's exactly like that. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know. I can tell you back back in in the in the in the what 1999 2000 time period, the marching band did not act in that way, and I don't like to see us misrepresented in that <laughs> manner. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to reach out to people that yeah. I thought. So now that we no. have actually have an expert on here, no. so Mm-mm. you never did that with your flute, beat someone with it. Out of this? <laughs> no, I never did. <laughs> She's a flautist. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, seeing Corey out, no, we we start to get sort of drips and drabs of of what happened. He was charged mm-hmm. with like, aggravated manslaughter. <clears throat> Unclear whether or not he served any time in prison. I don't think it's ever alluded to. Uh, his, when he runs into the the mother at the bar, she says something like, the judge found you innocent, but we all know you're guilty. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I missed that line. Yeah. It was so loud in there, was, in the in the bar area, yeah. especially in the IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> so have a little incident between the bullies and, and Corey. You know, he ends up cutting his hand. It's just interesting how this is all brought together. And then we Lori comes out there. So here's, here's what I love about this part is with that voiceover at the beginning, it's she says, it's up to you whether or not you invite evil in. And at this point, this guy, Corey, he's got a Cut up hand. He needs to go get stitches. She could have just taken him to go get stitches, you know? Yeah. She gives him a knife and provokes him to commit revenge on these bullies, opening up the entire revenge scene for the rest of the movie, and then goes and invites him, takes him to where her granddaughter works, and puts the two of them together. She sets all of the events in motion with that one act. Ow. I'm victim blaming here, but <laughs> it, it's true. I guess what we're looking at here is uh, all of this upon a first viewing is just very like what's happening here. And uh, at one point I'm like, and where is Michael Myers when all this is going on? So at this point, um, he's 66 now. Okay. So he is um, receiving social security. That's right. Um, angry white man. So he's stumping for Trump. Possibly living in the villages. villages. <laughs> yeah. So 66 at this, at this movie. There's little, uh, there's little hints about the, the little shots of the, the sewer entrance and things mm-hmm. like this. So we get Allison's got a problem issue with her car. She gets pulled over by a police officer. Apparently they date it. He's kind of a dick. She's got a rattled muffler that needs to be anyway. So it's all just setting this all up to where, you know, Corey, and Allison are going to go out uh, uh, to a Halloween party. But before they do, we get to see Corey, what Corey's home life is like. And this yes. is where I got the first sort of Carrie parallel. Yes. I, I, w- I wish I had looked up the actress who played his mother because she's a little over the top. But the overprotective just 
you you see the start of that personality. And it made me wonder when I first saw that dinner scene, I'm like, that anger of him kicking the door in the attic, that's that's not anger over being locked in the attic. That's uh that's some repressed rage yeah, coming out. He's going through a lot. Yeah. He's yeah. going through a lot. They go out, Allison and Corey go out to this Halloween party at the bar, a little wild. A little wild and very chaotic in IMAX, by the way. Yeah, one of the other Easter eggs is Nick Castle. Nick Castle's in there. He's the flasher. He's the, <laughs> the flasher. I saw an interview with David Gordon Green. I was watching some interviews post-watching this film. David Gordon Green said that he wanted to go with the um, the guy that plays Michael Myers in this film. Courtney. Um, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember his name. It's a three, three name. He was just going to go with him, 100%. So he called Nick Castle and said, I got to get you in this movie. I got to get you figure out how to, how, to, how to get you in this film. And they came up with that little, that little cameo. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, and Nick Castle apparently didn't, he doesn't want to put his face on screen. Like he's not a, he's, he's, he's a good director, good writer, but he, he didn't mind playing Michael Myers in the original film, but, yeah. but he is, like kind of camera shy. So, mm-hmm. so for him to do that scene, I thought was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was, I guess, I guess where we're going with this whole thing is, you know, we're, we're just setting up, we're just building up Corey's story, you know? And what I, the, the big shift also that I saw in this is this is the first time I, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first time in the Halloween series that it follows the antagonist through nearly 80% of the narrative. Absolutely. I mean, and that's, and again, that's where I am still like unsure what is going on. Right. Because it is so against the grain of not just, you know, Halloween movie, but your typical slasher films. Like this is not how we do things. This, so kudos to them for just, I mean, they really. Yeah. And I mean, you're wondering, is, is he possessed? Is it, you know, what is it that's driving this all of a sudden rage? And it's, it, it, it was, at this point, at this stage in the movie where he has left the party, been confronted by the bullies, the, the again. band again, the band. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that kid's mullet just for uh, a second? Kids I, now, I have to say, I nowadays. work in a high school and I would say 60% of, of the boys are sporting mullets. I'm going to say something right now. Okay. All right. Okay. And I might not get this quote exactly right. So just bear with me. Those who do not remember history are doomed <laughs> to repeat it and if you ever need a case in point of that the mullet yeah yep. yeah I, I could probably walk across the street to several different bars here and find a mullet there's they're everywhere they're not yeah. hard to find they're not hard to find and they're i mean ladies are they attractive sally i as the uh as the representative i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and just say flat out no nope stop it Absolutely not. And don't do it again. <laughs> so I am constantly fascinated by history. All right. I'm 44 years old. I've lived, I've lived through the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands, the 2010s and right now into the 2020s. Okay. I look at fashion choices over the past 20, even close to 30 years and nothing really stands out as like completely absurd. I mean, the, the skinny jeans phase was a, yeah. was yeah. a bit much. Yeah. Um, but I'm old enough to remember when mullets were in, in the eighties and oh, Mel Gibson. And brought him back. Yeah, yeah, but not like he had. He kind of had flowing hair, though. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> it was business in the front and party in the I, back. I have yet to meet a man who who can pull off a mullet. I really have. It's yet to have happened. And I don't want to spend the next twenty minutes talking about mullets. But if if it's going to change one person's mind about right. having it's a important. mullet, then yeah. we've we've done what PSA. we came here to do. This, yeah. yeah, we've done what we did. <laughs> that kid's mullet was bad, even by mullet standards. Uh. Yeah, even by Haddonfield standards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not good. Uh, so, so yeah, this is the part. This is the part of the movie where the kids, uh, you know, the, the 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 mullet band is uh, they harass him. They literally throw him over. He gets it. He gets you know pulled into the thing, and then we get our first 
first introduction of Michael Myers. And this is where I thought upon a fir- first viewing that I genuinely thought this is Michael transferring the evil over to mm-hmm. him and we're not going to see Michael Myers for yeah. the rest of the movie. Yeah. That that yeah. was how I, I, I interpreted that mm-hmm. scene. I was like, okay, I'm on board with this. Mm-hmm. And I will say the setup to that too, that the homeless man who's right outside. So M- Michael apparently now is okay cohabitating with certain people. Yeah. The guy is singing some kind of sea shanty about nail my hands to the door and my knees to the floor and you just it was a creepy interaction altogether when he's pulled in i'm like here we go it's it is finally starting and then he goes to leave and when michael grabs him i honestly i had no idea what's gonna is he gonna kill him yeah because, like you said, what are they, what, what's going to happen? We're not following the antagonist. <laughs> right. I thought, this is one hell of a cold open to introduce Michael Myers. <laughs> right. A 40-minute cold open to say, all right, yeah. Michael Myers is back. You know, because that was the big question. Where is he? Mm-hmm, is right. he coming mm-hmm. back? Because, again, to watch the trailers for this film, and I, I regret that I did, because this is all about the last – the trailer sets up the last 11 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Corey wakes up the next morning. He's in the sewer. He gets out. The homeless man's like asking him, why did he let you go? Mm-hmm. Why did Michael Myers let you go? So clearly, the homeless guy knows what's going on. Yeah. And then he you know, ends up killing the homeless guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this is it. This well, And you get your first scene of many at this little, you know, in-ground stormwater basin. You can see a McDonald's within walking yes, distance and yes. a gas station. And in another one of the scenes, there's dump trucks parked all over the place. It's like when they did their search for him, they just go, ah, nobody looks under bridges and roads. That's fine. I, I refuse to believe that nobody looked. I mean, come on. 47 people were killed <laughs> in the span of one night. Because remember, later. 2018 and kills are the span of 24. 48 people are killed. You're going to tell me? I mean, I... Anybody check down there? Nah, it's fine. Just a couple homeless guys. Yeah, they're asking the homeless guy, you see anything in there? No. <laughs> just no. Michael Myers. It's fine. Just <laughs> We have our first kill since the uh, beginning of the movie. Yes. Okay. And actually, it's a first kill, but it's more of a – it's an accidental kill. Well, the first shot is. The homeless guy's attacking him. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean you could, could call be, it self-defense. I would give. I wouldn't call it a murder. I would call that a self-defense. St- or, a stand your ground. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Ron DeSantis would be behind yeah, that. Yeah. In Florida, he's totally getting away yes. with oh, that. Yeah. Yes. No problem. Yeah. You're, yeah. He's you're, back you're to work 100% getting away with yes. that. Yeah. So after that, the relationship. Can we talk a little bit about the relationship between Corey and Allison? Because yes. this is this is where things get a little wishy-washy for mm-hmm. me. Because we have. I believe Allison is doing okay, but she seems to be mega attracted to this guy. And is this the bad boy syndrome? You know, the, because- at that time he wasn't even a bad boy. I mean, he yeah. had been false. Well, I don't, I don't know, but he had gotten away with but an she- unintentional manslaughter situation. But she knew she was aware of who she he was. She knew. So here's here's what I got from it is in the events of the first two movies, every single one of her friends and both of her parents were all murdered. She couldn't save anyone. Right. She couldn't even save her mother when her mother saved her life. And what does she do now? She's a nurse working to save people. So what I got from this was she saw him as the ultimate savior story. Right. She could take someone in who's damaged and fix him and make him better. And I think that's what, to me, that's what attracted her to him. So they're out to dinner. They're out at a restaurant, a diner almost looks like. Yeah. The ex-cop comes up, mm-hmm. the ex-boyfriend, he comes, makes a scene. This is where you, see, you, start, you start to really see, you see the, the major transformations in Corey after he kills the homeless guy. Yeah. Okay. I think he, uh, 
because he hasn't spent the night with Allison yet. This, no. this is going to happen, you know, when the, the police officer comes over and then Corey gets up and stands up, which total bullshit. That scene's total bullshit to me, and I'll explain why. <laughs> okay. So he, this guy's a police officer with five of his buddies, with five of his buddies who are probably <laughs> yeah. police officers yeah. also. Yeah. The second that, that Corey gets up and gets in his right. face, he's done. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. All right. So, I, but. But the way he looks in that scene, yeah. and, you know, I, I, maybe it is just the way he, his eyes are, but he has just black eyes yeah. throughout uh, the entire movie. And, and that's, that, that gets talked about a little bit too. Yeah. So he keeps referring, he wants, he wants out of Haddonfield too. Mm-hmm. He keeps telling Allison, we, we gotta go. We gotta get out of Haddonfield. She, you know, he drops her off. He takes off down the street. This is the part I'm wondering. That scene where he's riding in the motorcycle by himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's being followed. The music, is that a song or is that John Carpenter score that's going on? I, I don't know. I don't know, but I can tell you this. Of all of the movies, this has the best soundtrack. Absolutely. Um, and I love the I love the lack of scene music score in some of the scenes. And this just a lot of it was so minimal. Oh, no. no, no, no. I totally disagree. I feel like this had – no, this had the biggest departure musically from any of the previous – Three for me, and I dislike that intensely because the score of the original Halloween is what oh, makes wrong. that movie. Interesting point. And no. I felt that was so because you need that in the original one because you only have five killings, and this one you got to you know you spread it out. You can't have that that theme going. I, th- I think every we should murder. explore this a little bit more because <clears throat> you are absolutely correct in the sense of we talked about this in the last episode that. With the original Halloween 1978, when they did test screenings before they had done the score for it, people were just like, this is silly. This is ridiculous. And then John Carpenter does the score and it completely reshapes the movie. Yes. It's hugely important. It's hugely important. That's an interesting point. I never thought about that. And this is after one viewing. Allison's ex-boyfriend, the police officer, the deputy, he follows Corey to the sewer, because I guess this is where Corey, I mean, I mean, Corey's it's a either, cool place to go, man. A, yeah, he's either hanging out there. He doesn't know he's being followed. No, he doesn't. Not until he gets, not mm-hmm. until yeah. he gets there. Yeah. So they start fighting outside. Corey runs into the sewer. Guy follows. Uh, now, did you catch the mask uh, on the wall? What was that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But before that, there, I saw it the first time in IMAX and I was like, did I see that? And then I had to had to wait until I saw it the next morning to to revisit. But there's a scene where he's got his flashlight and he's looking. And if you look for a second, you can see Michael Myers. Oh, really? In the corner, hmm. just just like you, a Blair Witch. You know, you can see him huh. looking. Mm-hmm. Just it's just it was I didn't so catch that. it was so subtle. But I at home when I was watching a Peacock, I because it goes like so. This is how it, the sequence. All right, so he's he's shining his flashlight. He's look and all of a sudden he looks at the rock. We, we, right. Is that a yeah. mask yeah. on there? But Michael's right there, and then it cuts to Corey standing up um, there, and that happens. And I I had to rewatch it like six I like times. Looking at the rock, I'm like, what is that? Is that a mask? Is he like carving it in the wall? But like- I like that because I feel like that is a nod to the original Halloween. Because every time you had a scene, there was something about it that was there was a branch moving every yeah. time you have a seat. And so I like that. I like that they did that. There were yeah. a few of those things in this movie. So Corey comes out, they start fighting each other. And then here comes Michael. All right, Michael, he's, 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 Corey's encouraging him. Come on, do it, do it, well, do it. Here's, here's what I got out of that, that first interaction. Michael's on his last leg. Yeah. Uh-huh. So normally in this scenario, the guy could be beating him over the head with a flashlight for an hour and a half. 
and there's to no effect. He gives him a, a light shove and a push, and Michael's on the ground trying to catch his breath. Yeah. And that's when I'm looking at it going, oh, okay, Michael is not making it out of this movie. If you can't stand up to some Joe Schmo when somebody's already clocked him a couple of times, this isn't going to go well for you. And this go, this will be a callback to a line that Jamie Lee Curtis says in Halloween Kills, that every time Michael kills, he gets stronger. Well, he probably hasn't killed anybody in quite some time, mm-hmm. so yeah. he's very weak. Because the scene... Where, you know, he's like, get up, get up. He's, Corey's telling Michael, get up, get up. And he, you know, the, the cop gets back up. Corey hits him again. And now he's, he's holding the cop down yeah. and Michael stabs him. Mm-hmm. You see him start to like, he does that. <gasps> you see him start to like almost shake a little bit. Like all of a sudden he's regaining his, his, his strength yes. back. And yeah. so you, you were able to, oh, yeah. I, I didn't even catch that on the first oh, viewing. For so sure. yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. So this yeah. is, this is interesting still. So this is this is really unique. You have like a buddy system going on. <laughs> it was like on. scream. It was like, yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's like it was. And like my question is like, are they having like a conversation? When it, I the know. Like, how did on? you plan to meet it later on? Yeah, to like, meet at this house together. Like, how do you? Are you yeah, guys, like shooting right. the shit when yeah. the cameras are on. Like, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm really curious. About I like that. your technique. That was really cool. <laughs> no, that's good. So when I overhand, not underhand, hold him down. <laughs> so it's like tag team wrestling. It's all pre pre planned. <laughs> all nonverbal cues. So then Corey leaves, goes to Allison's. Spends the night. Well, and here's what I what I was <laughs> what, I, what I thought is it, I can't remember if it was this scene or one of the other ones when after he had left Michael, I thought Michael was on the bike, the motorcycle with. Him. <laughs> I was like, they're pulling around town together. This is awesome. <laughs> Michael's you, riding bitch. I thought the same thing just for a split second. Yeah, see some hands someone's hand in the back, and I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, is this really happening? Is, I mean, how else is he getting around? This is bold decisions, yeah. bold. <laughs> Old choices they're making. <laughs> so he, he ends up spending the night at Allison's. Now, now, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. welcome back to the movie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm, okay. Right. Well, and she had spent this whole interlude while all this action is happening, finally chasing down who actually Corey is. Yeah. So there's that scene where she's in her study upstairs and he is by that, you know, supposed original bush. Yeah. And she just gets that. You can see it in her, mm-hmm. that callback of terror, like... Oh my God, I let evil in. And she goes, she goes to Corey's house to yep. meet the mom. Yeah. And the mom is just, Oh my Corey, he's the greatest. He's a gentleman. Right. Oh, he, you know, but again, that, it's all your fault. fault. The town would have, you know, taken him in if it hadn't been for your boogeyman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, your boogeyman left. So everybody had to, you know, and there's a, there's an underlying message about, you know, the town kind of caused Corey to be this way. You yeah. know, it was a terrible right. accident, right. but he was, he was shunned from the community. Yes. So it was a woke Haddonfield. Allison is asleep. Corey wakes up in her bed, sees the clown mask, decides it's time to visit the doctor. Okay. By this point, we've learned that uh, Allison did not get the promotion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, uh, the nurse with the bubbly personality, I'll describe mm-hmm. her, um, or the wannabe influencer. Yes. This is the way I will describe her. Uh, she's having an affair with the doctor or, Maybe he's not even married. She's just sleeping with the right. doctor. Yeah. Uh, gets to the house. Again, I like this scene. And again, oh, yeah. there's very little music yeah. throughout this scene. When she eventually hears the disturbance and goes out to investigate, in the original one, you would have gotten that synthesizer, you know, yep. music. It's nothing. It's interesting, too, because they get there. 
He makes he pours a, he pours some wine and then he's like, now go take a shower. Yeah, and he, he puts on some music and music. go yeah. go take a shower and get you know he she, she he's got this uh, like silk <clears throat> robe you know congratulations on your promotion yeah and she's like oh my god and I'm just like what's going on here yeah. and she turns on the shower and then right to it and I'm thinking mm-hmm. again I'm not even thinking Michael Myers I'm thinking Corey right yeah right. I, I am on board with right. this is now Corey's yeah. story yes. Corey's going to be the yeah. new Michael Myers for years to come we're going to be seeing Corey Cunningham yes. that's it. Yeah. I'm that's thinking, the, I'm on board. That same alliteration. Michael Myers, Corey Cunningham. Corey, Corey yeah. Cunningham. I'm on board. And then yeah. we get it there. And yes, it's, it's Corey Cunningham. Yeah. And he's killing the doctor. That's brutal too. He's got the, he's got the. With the corkscrew. With the corkscrew. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, brutal. But probably one of the least brutal ones because he's, his face is hidden. So you, you visually see it, but you don't really. Oh, but how, how bad is that? Uh, he's, yeah. he's got like the, like the bag or the plastic yeah. over. So this poor Very guy. Very Dexter. He can't, yes. he can't yeah. breathe. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. getting just hit with the corkscrew. Right. You know, so. But again, if you rewatch that with the music, like you would expect there would be dramatic, imposing music. Mm-hmm. Over that, but there's it's, there's there's it's, nothing. It's very it's very Which is minimal. Why it did not feel like a Halloween movie to me. <laughs> but it does in a moment. It yeah. does because she gets in there, closes the sliding door, calls nine one one, and I thought this was a really cool scene where he's like he's freaking out, he's hitting the door as hard as he can. Let me in, let me in, and then just stops. Yeah, and just kind of stand, just kind of stands up and looks because. Well, I was then, curious what your take on this too was because. Several times he does this. It's after he meets Michael and then when she's about to get murdered. First thing he does is unwrap his bandage yeah, and mm-hmm. puts his hand up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, is that to feel what's happening? And, like, I I couldn't get that. Well, I, I mean, a good part – I mean, the bandage, what to me was a representation because Michael Myers in Halloween Kills has that bandage wrapped around it. So he's mm-hmm. got the three – because he's missing the fingers. Oh, yeah. And, gets shot off. So then we see Michael Myers and then the music kicks in. Yeah. The Halloween theme kicks yeah. in. And she right. gets bobbed. She gets bobbed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and he still does that little head yeah. tilt. Just like- and he's he's killing people. So I'm like, this is crazy. I'm, yeah. I remember first viewing, I'm like It's like it's like scream. This is nuts. <laughs> okay, we have got two killers. They're they're like BFFs at this point. Yeah. They're getting along. I'm like, it was all, all honestly almost too much to handle the first time I was watching the movie. I was just like, this is I do remember thinking like, where is this gonna go? Yeah. I like mean, he's got a love interest and uh murder buddy like yeah those two don't match i was very irritated when michael myers showed up i was because i thought that i had this figured out i was like okay this is all we're all and i and i honestly like from the very beginning opening sequence i was like oh this is the new michael myers it didn't take me a minute like i was there i was like okay here we go when michael myers showed up i was very irritated it's interesting very annoyed because i i was kind of thinking the same thing like how brilliant an idea is this that how do you reinvent a movie, mm-hmm. a franchise that has 13 films? Mm-hmm. You yeah. reinvent it right. by introducing a new a like, new killer. I, I had thought, too, when I first saw him go into that cave or the, the storm system that maybe he finds Michael's body and the mask is already there and it just – you know, evil overtakes him, and there is no Michael Myers because he is Michael Myers. But yeah. that w- I would have, I would have been on board with that. So at this point, like, there's no turning back. Like, you can no. say that the the Corey killing the homeless guy 
was an act of self-defense, okay? So there's still this moment where you don't know up until the scene where the nurse and the doctor are killed, you know, where that mm-hmm. like where this is going to mm-hmm. go because Corey is very much but that there is the no turning back. Yeah. This is the point of no return. Right. And then this is where, you know, he goes back. He goes back to the cave. And this this part's crazy. He's like start fighting Michael Myers for the mask. And it takes 30 seconds? Yeah. If that, like, this is the Michael Myers we've got now. It's, it's just, it's it's not the monster that we saw before. Mm-hmm. That that monster is gone. He's still evil, but it's a more human evil than anything else. Because we see the evolution of his insanity. When Corey does take the mask, there's the great scene. I just love the way that Michael Myers sits up. That's like that classic, yes. you know, he doesn't like just use yeah. his hands to like right. pick himself up. He just yeah. sits and if up. And you notice at the radio station later when Corey jumps off the roof, he does the he exact does same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, and I went, whoa. So that, that's a great little scene too. When they're yeah. at the, when they're at the radio tower and he's, you know, and the DJ comes out, we've heard the DJ at the beginning of the movie and a couple times on the radio and he's just. He's kind just, of an asshole. He just lays into him like, I don't know, you, you a fucking freak and yeah. a psycho. Yeah. He's like, yeah, what the, what the fuck you two do doing to get doing together? You know, like what? He's like, get the fuck off my property. I'm just Where like, I fuck you up. Yeah. I'm just like, whoa, easy, buddy. Aren't you like, now, first of all, you're in terrestrial radio. Okay. All right. That is dying a slow death. Yeah. Very Okay. True. All right. Everything is podcasts and, you know, Not in Haddonfield. Some, no, you know, but I'm telling you right now, like, hey, 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 you need to be nice as everybody, to everybody you can. You don't want to have your reputation. Of because you need to sell advertising. Mm-hmm. You're in terrestrial yeah. radio, okay? Local radio. Was it, so. yeah. was it Willie the Kid or Billy the Kid? I think it was Willie the Kid. Willie the Kid. Yeah. Because uh, you see a few billboards yes. uh, around town on that one. So again, this is setting up what's unique about. I would say unique. This happens in all the movies, but who is besides the homeless guy? The doctor and the nurse have been killed. Mm-hmm. We don't like them. The cop. Right. The cop. We right. don't like him. Right. Yeah. Okay. The bullies, we're going to get to that in a moment. Yeah. We don't like them. Yeah. The DJ, we don't like him. Right. Which okay. I have to say is so different from Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills had these likable characters. Yeah. You had Big John and Little John. Super likable. Super likable. You had the couple where you later on in this movie see the wife who has watched her husband yeah. pass. Yeah. Super likable. You have the doctor and nurse wearing doctor and nurse opposite costs. Super likable. Right? In this movie, not so much. This movie, everybody who deserves to die, including, well... Karma kid. <laughs> and in 2018, the 2018, same thing, Sally. Yeah. Most yeah. of the people that die in yeah. 2018 are likable. Right. Yeah. I mean, the podcasters are a little out there, but they're still likable. Yeah. yeah that's, I've really, haven't really thought of giving mm-hmm. that much thought until you just brought that up. But yeah, that's absolutely correct. So that, you know, so my, so now he's got the mask. Now he's, again, he's taking the mantle. Yeah. And this is when it turns into a full on Halloween movie at this point. And I've, I'm trying to remember, is this, before or after he has the conversation with Lori? This is before. Okay. This is before. In fact, we should touch on that for a second. Yeah, so man. so he wakes up. Uh, this is – he wakes up. He's sleeping in the house at the where beginning of the movie the kid, where, yeah. where the kid died. He's Not- literally sleeping on the spot where the kid mm-hmm. landed. Yeah. There's still like a faint blood stain on the mm-hmm. – And it's like he's done it before because there's a pillow there. There's a, yeah. yeah. A, and then you just hear this. Now, in IMAX, it was just boom. Oh, yeah. It boom. Was just- yeah. Where she was just leaning – and she is at this point, like we're referring to Lori, like she knows what's going on. She sees, she sees, she sees everything in in Corey now, yep. and she's just like, "Stay away, don't come anywhere near her." And that's when you hear the line. 
he says a couple lines. What are you going to do when Michael comes for you? Yeah. And if I can't have her, no one have, which mm-hmm. is, which is one of those awful, like domestic abuse right. type lines. Right. Which, uh, that made me cringe a little yeah. bit. Like I, I hate hearing that yeah. line because there's so many fucked up people out there right. that, that so genuinely I, feel that way. I, I had to write it down because that, that scene was unsettling. When she says, she tells him to stay the fuck away and he just comes at her and he says, you started this. You brought me in. You invited me in. You are the one to blame. He said, you should give in. You should surrender to the feeling the first time you ever looked into his eyes. And it's like, oh. I loved that scene. I thought yeah. that was such a great scene. Yeah. 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 And it, it, it circles back around for what that initial voiceover was is she did invite him and mm-hmm. she did set this into motion and throughout the movie the town constantly blames her for 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 everything and in this one like she's wholly responsible for everything that happens in this film like she 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 lit the match (laughs) yeah yeah because he constantly wants to burn this place down right so he's got the mask now it's getting down to business now he's gonna now he's gonna refer to Corey. he we're not gonna get like duo killings anymore now he is he is fully transformed into the new Michael Myers. Right, which is what I was worried about. I was like, oh gosh, they're going to be killing together throughout the rest of this movie. This is going to be terrible. So I was I was at, I was at least pleasantly surprised when yes. it was just a lone yeah. wolf. So one of the things I thought was interesting, so he he tricks the bullies into coming to the junkyard. Uh, by the way, there was some serious foreshadowing with that like metal cruncher, like whatever the mm-hmm. whatever. That was you see that shown like three or four times. Three or four like, times. Uh, yeah. At this scene, first time watching it, I thought, oh, he's going to throw one of those kids yeah. into this thing. Like, right. I totally thought that's right. what, that's yeah. why he yeah. brought them there. This is a great scene. I'm just sorry, but I think this is just a fantastic scene. This whole, this whole, all four of them getting dispatched. Uh, I thought, I, I'm not like, no, that, hey, yeah. I, I, but I was just like, yeah. oh, I'm, no, I'm in. See, this is where it almost lost me at Halloween Kills. It just the brutality of it. So when they killed the mullet kid, I was just, you know, secretly like, oh, good job. Like, <laughs> Because you had the mullet. Yeah, it kills the girl with the wrench. I'm like, ah, okay, no, no problem. He runs the girl over. She's still alive. Still alive. And then she has to watch. Wait, wait, we got, we forget. Oh, we wait, forget. No. We forget. The uncle or the father. I, I don't know if it's uncle or the father, but, but one of the kids, you know, because the father's watching, um, remember what movie he was watching? Oh, it was a Van Damme. It was Hard, hard Target. target. Yeah. He was watching Hard, hard Target with, watching the hard target. I'm like, with the headphones on. I, I, I was like, I got to remind Dana of that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm, I wonder in the theater, I'm wondering if I'm the only person who's picking up on it. <laughs> no. I, I, I wanted to stand up and go like, that's the, Hard Target. The gun's upside down, just shooting them. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's a great movie, everyone. You have to watch it. And so, so you know, it sets up that he's got the headphones on. Yeah. So he's not hearing all this stuff. Right. The kids, the bullies, they, they pick over Corey's motorcycle. Yeah, it's just great. But at one point, at one point, um, the kid goes for help. Yep. The uh, one of many good, actually pretty good jump scares in this because you're waiting for it and you're waiting for it and you're waiting mm-hmm. for it and you're like, all right, well, maybe it's not. Come on, God, there it is. There. <laughs> and uh, they, they, he gives the kid a gun. He gives him a, a Winchester, yeah. yep. you know, and then he's like, uh, he's like, here, it's loaded. And, and, and poor guy. Well, one of four separate people who commit murder in this movie. Yeah. So, no, you're absolutely right. You're yeah. absolutely well, right. I guess it's accidental, but still. Poor so, people who kill people. So back to back so so the father gets accidentally killed yep. by the band leader. Uh and <laughs> the leader of the band. The leader of the band is tired. <laughs> so <laughs> so the uh God, 
And the poor girl, she gets run over, yeah. but she's still alive. And she's she, pinned under the. She's the, the one bar. I felt the most sympathetic for yeah. because she was the one the whole time she was, was trying yes. to stop. Right. Yeah, she's yeah. like, you guys don't really want to yeah. do this. Leave yeah. him alone, you know. Yeah. So, so she gets to. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the way this, you see him light uh, light the the cutting torch. Uh, as soon as he did that, I'm like, oh. But this you know is what? To, go well. to David Gordon Green's credit, he, he pulls it, it. He pulls it out of focus. Yep. So uh, another director in this franchise would not have pulled this True. out of focus. True. He would have just had it yes. full on. Yeah. But I will admit, the one unnecessary death in that scene was the girl that was yeah. pinned under the fence. Yeah. Like she gets yeah. a boot to the head and just you know right. her skull crushed in. So Ugh. then we cut to we're not done. Because nope. now he's on his killing spree. Yep. Now we're going to the radio station. And the poor lady up front. Who, who was that? I don't I, know. I, I, she, she had a look like I'm – it was. It seemed to me like she had this look that was like, am I supposed to know who she is, like the actress? Is she somebody because I genuinely don't know because it just seems – she had such a distinctive look about her yeah. that I'm like, she's got to be somebody. I, I thought it was January Jones at first. But then mm. – So the first thing I thought was, okay, it's Halloween. Someone just came in the door – with a Michael Myers mask and a knife. And what did she say? She's like, can I, can I help you? Yeah, but like, it is Halloween. Right. But still, it's Haddonfield on Halloween <laughs> This night. is true. Good point. <laughs> you make a good point. I, I, I'm, anybody else in that town, I'm running out the back door. Like, whoop, I'm gone. The most gratuitous scene in this movie happens. Absolutely. To the DJ. Mm-hmm. They cut his tongue out. He, he, Corey cuts his tongue yeah. off and it doesn't, it's not even an implied. It's not like a Tarantino ear cutting off. We're going to turn the camera away. No. You straight on see right. this. And, well, his jaw is hanging yeah. off too. And, and it's just, that was. Yeah, but the guy behind us who didn't stop talking throughout the movie loved that scene. He Wait, was laughing. He was laughing. Time out. Time out. You guys didn't tell me you had a disruptor <laughs> sitting behind you. I told Ellie, I'm like, you, you didn't move seats? I We were going to move I seats. Offered. And I, I asked her, I'm like, would you like to move? And she said no. And then about this point, that's when I was like, what the fuck is so funny right now? Really? What is what is funny in this scene? He loved it. He loved I, it. I, that's when I finally turned around and tell he's like, nah, uh, uh, uh. That scene was for him. That scene was for that audience member who loves that kind of thing. I'm going to tell you something real quick, not to get on a, on a, on a sidebar <laughs> tangent here real quick, but I want to go back to December of 1997. Okay? I'm down visiting Ocala. My parents live here. My sister's visiting. I'm deciding whether or not I want to move here. I subsequently mm-hmm. end up moving here a year later. My sister and I decide to go to the new Regal Cinema because it had just gotten built to go see Titanic. All right? It was all the rage. Yeah. Everyone's seen yeah. this movie. Do you have the Costanza? Like- so, oh. <laughs> we are, my sister and I are sitting, I don't know, middle of the theater, and it's jam-packed. I mean, it's it's like the weekend Titanic came out or like the second yes. weekend. I mean, this thing was number one at the box office yeah. for like 14 weeks straight. There were two little girls, when I say little, probably <laughs> 15 years old sitting behind us, all right? And talking the whole time, being annoying. And when the iceberg hits, when people are dying on screen, there's a scene where like people are falling off. Yeah. But when First Officer Murdoch commits suicide he just can't handle it anymore they're laughing like they think and i and my sister just said don't do it don't do it and i said i can't help it and i stood up and i turned around and i said what the 
fuck is so funny about yeah. this? This really happened. You guys ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Did you get a standing ovation? Yeah. People, few, few people were just like, yeah, yeah. My sister's like, you're so embarrassing. Jason Dana. has also verbally yeah. abused tween moviegoers. I thought we talked about the village before on here. Yeah. My sister has never let me forget that. She's like, so embarrassing, Dana. Yeah. Well, and I guess the, the, the good and bad thing nowadays is when it happens now, I don't confront it for the most part if it's a packed the- or if it's a normal theater. I just get up and move. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. when I get up and move, I, there's been one time where I got up, grabbed my popcorn, and my drink, and I went, <laughs> gave, gave him the bird and walked off. <laughs> so the bullies are dispatched. The DJ gets it. And you re- mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. The tongue mm-hmm. is on the record, Rotating. on the record player, and Rotating. it just keeps jumping. Yep. But it's great because it, it's, it's live yeah. on the air. And people yes. are hearing it. Mm-hmm. Like, you see Allison in the car. She's like, what's wrong? What's wrong with this radio station? Uh, I thought that was that was clever. Mm-hmm. But there again, let's talk about this just for a moment. Up until this point, between the bullies getting killed and the DJ, we're not being treated to a particularly graphic movie. No. Uh, like this right. is and we're way like an hour twenty minutes. This movie an hour fifty minutes long. We're an hour twenty minutes yeah. in this and that's, film. That's six no, seven kills in yeah. what, ten minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just one after the other. So now we cut back to Lori. Hi, welcome back to the movie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're in every, literally almost every scene in the trailer. So we're back, we're back to <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. And this part I thought was, I give him credit. This was a nice setup because even I, well, I mean, obviously there, you, you see her drinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she pulls out the gun. She calls 911. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want to report a suicide. And I'm thinking, there's no way. There's no. Well, obviously, there's no way. I've seen the trailer. I definitely know she's not right. going to. No, it was pretty good. The, the you know she shoots, I thought it was a good setup. It, it was a good setup. setup. It was yeah. a setup. Shoots the pumpkin. However, because I saw the damn trailer, <laughs> I knew the scene where you see the hand opening mm-hmm. the door that yeah. she was going to be standing there with the gun. Yeah. Fuck trailers. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck trailers. If it had focused on, I think if it if the trailers had set up this other scenario from the onset. I think this movie would have been much well, re- much better received. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I didn't watch trailers. But there's no, there's no way. I, I don't think there's no easy way to do a trailer for this movie. <clears throat> no, unless unless you actually have the old voice over. This time there are two. I mean, I, I, I see it as that you know, Corey riding his motorcycle, yeah. like fifty times with the music playing, and there's a new kid in Haddonfield. <laughs> His name is Corey, you know, like, but they don't do voiceovers and trailers anymore no. that they stopped doing that a long time ago. Bring the voiceover back. We're bringing it back in a world. Exactly. Haddonfield. Michael Myers is a geriatric sewer. Has had its share of problems in the past. The turntable has never seen this before. I can just see it. For, see it. for yeah. Corey Cunningham. So I'm sorry, everybody. Yes, I am for hire. If anybody's interested in, in, in VOs for movie trailers, hey, my independent filmmaker friends out there, I'm 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 available. So great scene. She shoots him a couple times, mm-hmm. has a confrontation with him. He uh, he gives the line, if "I can't have her. No one has." And then you, she fucking stabs himself. Yeah. And what I what I don't get either is so she set this up to to shoot him to disable him to have this you know soliloquy of i've tried to forgive you and i've tried to do this and this and this and why did she empty off the gun into the wall she's like you came here to kill me go ahead and do it like what 
he's got a knife, and now you don't have anything. Haven't you been through enough what in the your life? What the fuck are you thinking? Like, yeah, yeah, at some point. Like, do you have another gun somewhere that we're not aware he of? He killed 46 people. I mean, Michael Myers killed 46 people in the span of 12 hours. You've got two bullets. Keep, Go ahead and finish the yeah, job. Keep the gun loaded. What the fuck? No one's going to fault you. Yeah. That yeah. was my biggest issue, and it gives – so. Her granddaughter would have faulted her. Well, and she so does. That's, but she that's does. why she. That's why she unloads the Well, you don't know that she's on her way, and you don't know that. But you know that she but, wouldn't want her to have killed her boyfriend. You know that. No, no, no. So she can kill her boyfriend, but she's like, "You came here to kill me. Go ahead and kill me." Like she's inviting him to stand up and continue the struggle. Sure. What's she got? A baseball bat? But she like, can't kill him because her granddaughter would hate her. Oh, uh, no. I think she could. That's why she doesn't do it. No. That's why. I think she would have done it just and that's to why it's so power- you know, like, That's why they frame the scene. Yeah. No. That's why they frame the scene. That then she And that had like too much of a delay. Like the granddaughter could have walked in right away. Yeah. It was a little bit too long. But the stabbing, that's what got me. I was like, I, I don't know where this movie's going now. Like, uh, what are we doing? We, yeah. we spent the entire <laughs> right, movie rebuilding who Michael Myers is, and now you're- he committed suicide? That's not Michael Myers. But uh, the, here's, a, here, here's a missed opportunity. Here's a missed opportunity that – and make no mistake about it. Like, I like this movie. I, I do. I do. I, I like Halloween Kills better, but I, I do like this movie, especially ha- after seeing it three, three times. But I can say there are some missed opportunities. Here's the missed opportunity in my mind. He stabs himself. He commits suicide. All right. I'm doing that in air quotes. <laughs> Michael – Comes back, mm-hmm. gets the mask. Corey needs to get back up and get in the Correct. fight, and she needs that's, to be fighting off both of them at the same right. time. Yeah. There's, right. there's the missed yeah. opportunity. He should have well, risen up. He should have yeah. risen up yeah. as well. There's, right. to me, that's a real yeah. missed opportunity. Yeah. The one thing I did like, and I think it did, it did help some of the narrative towards the end was when Allison is now just leaving town. Yeah, just, yeah, she's, she's bought in. She's, she's done. You know, whatever. What, he, by the way, where are they going to go? <laughs> what, I mean, what are they going to do? Like he's going Salem's Lot. I mean, his employment record's pretty shoddy, and and, and you know, yeah. is she, you know, she's going to have to get licensed in another state. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of paperwork there's involved, and I don't think they thought this thing. These <laughs> damn kids, you know. But she sees the the radio station on fire, yeah, and the antenna on fire, and I think that's the when it hit her, like, oh, wait a minute. He's Maybe nuts. I'm the the dope. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a little off his meds. Yeah. Uh. So then we get we get the showdown. Forty four years in the making. We've been waiting for the showdown between Laurie and Michael Myers. Not that we haven't seen it before, because mm-hmm. we haven't seen it before, because the other movies don't exist. So right. this is forty four years in the making. We are going to get the final showdown for seven minutes. Yep. And then it's over. And the majority of it was her hiding. Um, or, I mean, I, I don't know how many knives she has in her kitchen, Quite but a few. she produced uh, a good six <laughs> or seven throughout this adventure. Quite a few. Um, this feels like, you know, I told you they threw out the script for the original, mm-hmm. you know, third film. This feels like, you know, we're going to redo this whole story, but we're going to leave this last, you know, 15 minutes intact. Yeah. Like, I feel like this yeah. is, you know, I, it, it didn't feel... As earned as I thought, like I, right. because you've you've spent the entire movie introducing us to a new killer, mm-hmm. and now we're going to get a showdown. I would have preferred, and again, another missed opportunity, 
you know, for Lori and Michael to have uh, at least one r- other run in, you know, at the midway point of the right. movie where she now she's like, he's back, he's yes. back. And everyone's, oh, you're yeah. crazy. He's not right. back. And yeah, that, yeah. And you know, yes. so there's, I see missed opportunities. Yeah. Boy, the well, more I'm dissecting this, the more I'm like, I've seen some missed opportunities. And, and I'll tell you this, what, what also could have worked and could have served is this season of the witch type episode is if this had happened first, the showdown with Michael and Lori where she kills him. And then we get into... What happens with Corey? Ooh, yeah. And that way, Halloween does end. Michael Myers is dead, but the continuation of the saga. Yeah. Cold open of the movie is the final Mm -hmm. 10 minutes of this Mm -hmm. film. That's brilliant. That's that, that would have really worked worked because then we all would have been like, well, hurry up and make another one. (laughs) And now is the movie over? Right. Wait, wait, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So. She gets him pinned to the island in the in the kitchen, which is good. It's good. Knife, knife. And by the way, this is the part where I'm I'm always like, just cut his head off. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Just cut his head off. You did it in mm. H2O. Just remove the head from the body. <laughs> you got a perfect that, situation. I thought Allison was going to do it because they Allison comes in because, yeah. she, you know, Myers is kind of choking Lori and she's having flashbacks of everything that's gone on. And then um you know, they just slit his throat and stab him in the in the lungs, and you know, yeah, and he's down. Well, I will say one one other Easter egg and throwback that I loved was in the original one. The first time she gets him is with that knitting needle, yeah, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. she goes to get him in this one, and she gets stabbed yeah. in the exact yeah. same spot. Yeah. Well, I you know I liked that she was she was the Girl Scout. She used the refrigerator that was there. She used all of her. She didn't have a you know. She used all of her tools. Yeah. Because she, she wasted two bullets. She wasted two bullets. <laughs> and then again, before Allison comes back, Michael is now, his throat has been slit. I have to go through. I, I had to write this shit down. Uh, stabbed in the foot. Stabbed in both hands. Stabbed in the chest. Fridge dropped on him. Stabbed in the, I thought it was the neck, but seeing it now is the side. Slit his throat. And he's still got a little fight left in him. So when he finally reaches up, the hand of death reaches up and Lori's, you know, all she's got to do is take one of the seven knives she's got and hibachi him. She's like, finish it. Or, yeah. She, or, she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, what? what? You just said 10 minutes ago, are you think I'm really going to commit suicide? <laughs> all right. So Allison shows up, helps save the day. Officer Hawkins comes in and, you know... The line is Michael Myers is dead, and then Alice is not dead enough. And then it's time for a parade. And then, but it's a procession. A procession. It's, it def- it's yeah, definitely it a, procession. a procession at midnight. Which I was, I was all in on this because yeah. because in Halloween Kills, like the whole town knew yes. who Michael Myers yeah, was. Absolutely. You know? My, I love that line where Tommy just pulls up to the random gas station in two. He's like, "I'm looking for a few good men." <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, my, my, it was farcical to me only because. It's it's midnight. I don't know what Twitter's like in Haddonfield, but I doubt people are getting tweets like, "Hey, Michael Myers." Here's another dead. missed opportunity. Someone's live streaming this on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Here's right. another missed yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Like, True. hey, okay. how? I mean, because it can't be that far from there to the you know the the dumpster or whatever you call it, the uh, junkyard, the junkyard. And by the time they got to the junkyard, I'm assuming that. That Corey didn't do what Michael does, and you know, let's tidy the situation up here. Yeah, he probably left. So they pull up and they're like, "Oh wait, we got to. Can we move these five bodies so we can get this into the crusher?" Like, Fair enough. Really? Fair enough. I don't so know. It doesn't bother. Me. I mean, they got to get. They got to. They got to yeah. do something. I was glad that there, okay there's not it. that opportunity for 
the Halloween H2O of you cut his head off, but it was the wrong guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was literally. Well, and that was the part where, because remember, when the bullies show up at the junkyard, I'm thinking, oh, this is where the metal crusher is going to come into play. Yeah. And so when they're like taking him to the junkyard at this time, I'm like. Oh, we're definitely yes. using the metal crusher yes. this time. All right, I know what's yeah. happening here. You're not. You, you have not set this shot up throughout the entire movie, right. and we're definitely doing this. And kudos for showing it. Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was not. Yeah. Uh, and you get probably what four or five good looks at Michael's face in this one. Oh yeah, yeah. for the yeah. first time since the original. Yeah. So, you know, they have. There's some open, open in questions. What happened to Corey's body? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that they didn't set this up for uh, another movie. Like this is this is I think this is the end of this yeah. version. Well, I, I mean, not to dig too deep into it, but without forensics, can you prove that he killed those the five people at the junkyard? Well, then, yeah. but my question also was, did they destroy the mask? No, because it's in the because that's in the last the, scene. That's the problem for me, right? Uh-huh. So it's the last scene of the movie. Well, I think um, I think it's safe to say. Cause, I mean, this look, this movie made forty one million, you know, domestically. Uh, here's the here's the thing. Th- keep in mind, Halloween Kills last year, same thing. Peacock Theater, same day, made fifty two, fifty three million, dropped by seventy percent the following weekend. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth is getting out about this film, so mm-hmm. I would expect anywhere from a seventy to eighty percent drop. This is yeah. kind of a universally despised film but if you if you if you're to believe everything you see on uh, i mean i watch a lot of youtube videos everything i see on twitter you know i posted a tweet where i said uh i said another thing about halloween kills it was pretty awesome watching this in imax the opening title sequence was incredible and this guy replied he goes it's it's crazy how many people don't have eyes and ears like referring to me (laughs) And and uh, and so I I replied back, and I hope you're listening. I, I replied back. It's crazy how how I'm not able to keep track of how many assholes are on Twitter, you know. So and then Captain prompt, Douchebag, and then promptly blocked him. So if you're listening, go fuck yourself. So, what's up next for David Gordon Green? Because I watch a ton of interviews. So here's here's I'm not looking forward to that. So here's the thing. Well, you know, what? I do want to say one last thing about the ending, though. Please. So the actual ending of this is. Very similar to the actual ending of Halloween. So you've got the shots, yeah. the shots of where all the action took place on Halloween, the original, with that, <sighs> that, that just menacing, heavy breathing. And on this, you get light, clean, bright, airy shots, full daylight, no sound whatsoever, ending with the mask, Michael's mask on Lori's desk with Don't Fear the Reaper playing over. Right. And I'm not a big fan of that song in general, but it was in the first Halloween, too. There, so. was, there was the scene. In the, in, in, in. But I really I really appreciated that nod back to the original. But the thing is, like, we talk about David Gordon Green. So just when he made Halloween 2018, it was supposed to be a one-off. Okay. Yep. I don't think anybody, including Universal, was expecting the film to make $250 million. Like, it, it made a, I mean, that's, that's stupid money for, for a, a horror a, movie. For, I mean, and it was, it made $75 million its opening weekend. Like, this is, that's insane. <laughs> that was a yeah. $10 million budget. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I mean yeah. that is insane. So naturally, like, I say this because it was not supposed to be a trilogy. Right. Okay. So they make Halloween kills. Okay. A few of us love it, Sally. I did. Myself. Yes. Love it. Most people do not. Jason and everyone else. 
So, <laughs> does not like this film. Does not like the Those film. Those with eyes and ears. So, what happens is, you know, from what I understand, they, they, they throw out the original idea they had for the third film because, okay, Halloween 2018 comes out. It's successful. Uh, Universal says, you got to make a couple more. They're like, all right, we're going to make it a trilogy. So, they write out this entire two movie trilogy, mm-hmm. you know, a three, uh, yeah. a two and a three. Mm-hmm. Two is not well received at all. They're like, th- scrap the plans. And they say, we're just, just going to take this in a completely different direction. I applaud them for that. Yep. This movie has its flaws. Obviously, we've talked about them. But after watching a few times, I'm I'm still going with, a, yeah, I like yeah. this. I, I definitely like this. And it's it was it was entertaining. Yeah, I, can, there's, I, I mean, there's major story issues here overall, but it where I think it will end up the more people more more it hits TBS and TNT and all these other, you know, direct to video. The people markets. out there that are saying this is the worst movie ever. They haven't watched a lot of movies. They haven't watched a lot of Halloween movies. Yeah, they, yeah, I was going to say without a doubt, I can tell you and I haven't thought of this as this is happening in real time, okay? That Halloween ends is a superior movie to Halloween 4, mm-hmm. 5, yep. 6, mm-hmm. H2O, mm-hmm. that's my opinion, Halloween Resurrection, yep, definitely. those god-awful Rob Zombie movies, yep. yeah. okay, is a far superior film to all of those. Now, the original Halloween 2, like that film, I put, you know, this, you know, um, I don't even know how to rank all these movies except to say the original Halloween, Halloween Kills, probably Halloween 2. The original Halloween 2. Then maybe Halloween ends if I was to do like the four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would definitely be the original Halloween. Probably the follow-up Halloween David Gordon Green's 2018. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I completely yeah, did. Leave did. Out 2018. I, I, I did leave 2018. So it would be the original Halloween, Halloween Kills, 2018, mm-hmm. probably the original Halloween 2, mm-hmm. and then Halloween I ends. I feel the same. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. how I, I rank I, I put H2O in there just because it was the, the actual next – but Josh Harnett, uh, but his hair, his hair is so that. bad in that movie. <laughs> but, but it's that the first time Jamie Lee Curtis comes right back for God, how long? It was twenty years. Twenty years yeah. for her, yeah. So just that, that's got a special spot. His hair me. is so bad. <laughs> his hair and LL Cool J's um, and the me- sexual by the way, novel. I mean, okay. I, by the way, by the way, true, true story. Parts of the mask in Halloween H two O CGI. No way. Huh. Look it up. Huh. So they CGI'd part of his mask sometimes. Yeah. It looks awful. Well, if they had, if, if they had left if they had left H2O alone where Michael Myers died, it would I think it would pair much better with a lot of people's lists. Okay. All right. David Gordon Green's next project is a trilogy, The Exorcist. Not one movie. <clears throat> Let's not do one and see how it does. Let's just go ahead and we've got three movies Didn't planned. We? So at least I give him a little credit because this is a planned trilogy, and they do have Ellen Burstyn. She's coming back. She's coming back. Hmm. Um, um, okay. Didn't they give him like $200 million? Probably. I mean, you're screwing with a classic, and it's a – I'm assuming it's a reboot. Well, it's got to be – A requel? A requel because Ellen Burstyn's playing the same character. Fifty. It's the events 50 years later. She's like 87 years old or something like that. I mean, what's um, – don't fuck with your legacy like that. I mean, they, I will give him, I will give it a, a fair shake. I'm not watching the, the trailers for it. I will not watch a trailer for the movie, but I will say this: like, Jesus, like the I I really don't have a leg to stand on because they made a sequel to The Exorcist. 
All right. And it's, which we talked about. It's not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. sequel shows. That's me being mm-hmm. kind. Yeah. It's not good. Exorcist three, I think is phenomenal. I think it's to me, it's personally my, the scariest movie. I can't watch that movie by myself. Hmm. Like it is. And I it's psychologically it. terrifying. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's not right. a lot on screen that yeah. happens, but it's so psychological and there's imagery in there, mm. subtext, uh, layers of subtext. And it's just a very, very terrifying film. So. My hope is that David Gordon Green, and, and one of the reasons I say this, my hope is that he goes real light on the CGI. And one of the reasons why The Exorcist is so damn effective yeah. is because, well, it's 72 right. or 73 when the movie comes out and everything is practical. Not and an option. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. if you're going to do it, do it for real. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how you do it. Well, and I'd be, I'd be curious who's writing it and I'd be curious who – is starting to get cast for it. Uh-huh. Well, it's like Nicolas Cage is I mean, <laughs> the Pope. The thing is, and I, I, I don't want to mention verbatim things that happen in The Exorcist, but there are things that happen in The Exorcist that you're just not going to get away with right. in 2023 or 2024 when this mm-hmm. film comes out, which are so hard to watch and so visceral and and, and adds to the reputation of mm-hmm. why The Exorcist is such a, I mean, it was such a phenomenon. Uh, up until 2016, the original Exorcist was the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. Wow. Okay, up until that. Deadpool comes wow. out. Okay. Which was, means I thought it was Die Hard. Or not Die Hard, um Lethal Weapon. Oh no, 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 no. no. When, listen, you didn't hit that. Okay. okay. When I say and just adjusted for inflation, <laughs> The Exorcist made like nine hundred million dollars. Okay, adjusted. You have to remember and my mom tells me all this all the time. Everybody saw The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone yeah. saw it. It was one of those phenomenons yeah. um, that it was just every, everybody saw oh, it. I saw, I, I love it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. You know, I mean, I think we've got a potential episode coming up here. A discussion, uh-huh. discussion of all three Exorcist films. I'm in. So, well. You want to do some numbers? Let's, let's, let's. Buy the numbers? Let's, let's uh, quantify. So, total murders. For all three movies? No, no, just for this one. Just for, okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we counting the cold open as a murder? I'm um, sure. Or are we saying total deaths? Total deaths. Total deaths. All right, hang on, I'm going to edit this out. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. Are we counting Michael Myers? Yes. 14. 15. Oh, was, Who did you miss? Who did I miss? You missed the mother? I missed the mother. Uh, I missed the mother. I missed That's the mother, it. too. You missed the mother. I missed the mother. How many by Michael? Uh, okay, okay. All right, hold on. You ready? Yeah. Ready? By Michael. By Michael. By Michael. Two. Three. Three. We've got uh, the cop. The cop. We've got um, the, the nurse. nurse uh-huh. And Corey. Although, maybe you give him a half for that. And Corey. Because he's the one that snaps Corey's neck when he's trying to. True. Act. Corey's bleeding out. Yeah. And he, Michael's trying to pick up the knife. That's right. Yeah. And he does. That's cancer. right. I, didn't, I did not remember yep, that. Yep, yep. That's yep. right. Good job. Four people overall commit. Okay. All right. Corey. Yep. Michael Myers. Yep. Uh, the leader of the band. Yep. And. Uh, Wait, leader of the band. The. the uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the father slash whoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I mean, I guess, are we counting Lori and Allison? Yeah. For, for killing Michael Myers? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last numbers I've got, let's see. This is... Because that's five. That's five people. Eh, that's, I guess that's true. Yeah. Depending on... Well, does, does Allison really... Yeah, you're right. You're right. She kind of just... Because Lori's the one breaks, who throws him into Breaks the, his hand. Into the, so you want to go through Michael's injuries? Yes. This will just be fun, just for 
just at, at this point, he's still a man, not supernatural, not all seeing, not all powerful. So starting with the original Halloween, stabbed with a knitting needle, wire hanger to the eyes, shot six times and falls off a balcony. How many times? Six times. Shot, I shot him six times. I shot him six times. <laughs> Moving into the H40 era, shot by Lori in the shoulder, hit by a speeding car, three fingers blown off with a shotgun, shot in the neck with a rifle, beaten and thrown downstairs and nearly burned alive. Moving into Halloween Kills. We have stabbed through the back with a pitchfork. That's right. That's the first That's one. What- he gets hit with an iron, right? Right. We're getting there. That's yeah. that's nearly an hour in, yeah. a little over an hour in. He gets curbed on the stairs um, from Judy Greer. Then we got the town folk. Beaten with a baseball bat, hit with an iron, shot five times, five times this time. Hit with wrenches, four by fours, and then stabbed in the back. Oh, he also gets hit by an old huckleberry. <laughs> the old huckleberry. <laughs> the old huckleberry, the old huckleberry right. bat. Yes. And then immediately goes back and kills all those people. That's right. Because, you know, that's what you do. Because um, evil did not die that night. He did yes, not. and in this one, uh, right out of the gates, he gets hit hard with a flashlight. That's right. Um, he gets shoved pretty hard. Um, he gets that's that's really what happens through. He gets pushed down ninety percent of it. The, yeah, the most aggressive thing that happens to him. <laughs> yeah. He gets pushed really yeah, he gets hard. Skipped in line at CVS. <laughs> yes. um, then at the end, he gets stabbed in the foot. Both his hands. cable stops working. <laughs> Can't figure out the password was Wi-Fi. Well, that's reminding me more and more of you. Uh, he misses early bird. <laughs> uh, the fridge dropped on him. He has to wait that. until 67 to collect Social Security. Yes. I get it. Uh, those damn kids outside won't be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, stabbed, throat slit, wrist slit, and put in a overall thrasher. So... Outside of the beatings, that is 10 stabbings and 14 times being shot. A little burn alive here and there, but overall, um, the guy's a machine. Okay. Before we wrap up, I want to just make sure that everybody understands that there are novelizations of these movies. Oh, no, there's not. And I have all three (laughs) audiobooks. All right? And I'm going to tell you right now, like I have the – if I just pull this up. So I have, see, I've been listening to the audiobook for the 2018 Halloween. I've got Halloween Kills, and I pre-ordered Halloween Ends, which comes out on the 18th. So it comes out on Tuesday. I love these audiobooks. Really? Really? Because, I might like them. Because they yeah. are, they, they really, I haven't listened to, how, listened to Is Halloween Ends. Is it just the script? No, 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 no. It's okay. like, like for an example, it's like, like. The author, uh, the way, that, the way, at least with Halloween Kills, which I think is the, the better of the two audiobooks, the, the, the author, you know, he writes in a manner of which, you know, he, he talks about what every character's thinking, including mm-hmm. Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? okay. You know, like there's the scene, there's a scene where like when the first responders are, oh, are coming God. to the house and the guy falls through the, the floor. He's like, he's like talking about this firefighter. It's like this guy, he's like, and then, you know, chief, whatever his name is, he's like, he's so frustrated with himself because it's such a rookie move. He knew that these floors would give me, he's like, he describes seeing the thing open and the guy with the mask and, and, and he goes, and the last thing he thought of right before, you know, he gets hit in the head was, I wonder if my son enjoyed Halloween tonight. This is <laughs> the way, like, it's, it's really yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's really good. Like, I'm sorry, but I, I think anyone who's not a fan of Halloween Kills should, should listen to the audiobook. Hmm. It's really good. It sounds like torture. 
It does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I listen to them before I go to sleep. So I have to remember what chapter I'm on. I'm like 20 minutes, wake up and I'm like, oh, I, I, where are we? Where? So, well, that is Halloween ends. That's Halloween ends. All right. So we'll Sally, see if it ends. Sally, I know you've only seen this film one time mm-hmm. and I, um, I don't know, like if the three of us had gone and saw this movie today, and it was the first time we had all saw it. I don't know how this conversation goes. Having seen it a few more times, understanding, especially the second time, now I know what I'm in store for. Now let's really right. take it in. I'm wondering if you'll give this movie another opportunity. I'll give, I'll give it a rewatch. My number one problem is I did not feel scared. Oh, okay. Now, I didn't feel scared in any of the movies. I felt, I felt, I felt suspenseful and I felt scared in the original Halloween 2018. Sure. And Halloween Kills. I had moments where I was like, ooh, what's good? This is, this is a really creepy moment. And so much of that, I think, is auditory for me. I think we were talking about it before, too, is the de evolution of his character from a normal Mm -hmm. kid into this monster that he became. Yeah. Yeah, We were talking about this off air about you were talking about the the Corey character, how Mm -hmm. we didn't spend enough time with him as the innocent, fun loving teenager. Right. Um, how do you go from one day being this person to the next day being, I've killed eight people. And we were talking about better examples in movies of seeing a, a character go through a, a, a dramatic transformation. Mm-hmm. I brought up James Brolin in the Amityville Horror in 1979, and then you brought up Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Yeah. I mean, that's... And I challenge our, our listeners on, on Twitter and Instagram to... Give us more. I mean, I mean Happy, Happy yeah. Gilmore goes from not a great golfer <laughs> to beating Shooter McGavin. So, I mean, there is some trash. Shooter. Shooter. It's a true revolution. Shooter, you want to meet at the Red Lobster? <laughs> uh, I just may. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, I don't even know what we've got next. I don't know what we have next on the, on, on the agenda. I'm sure we're going to come up with something. Yeah. We've, we've thrown out a couple ideas. We still have... Um, one of these days, we still have to do the Leonardo DiCaprio ones. Yes. Um, but we also talked about doing um, Friday the 13th. We did. We did talk about that. Actually, I don't know if I've got enough sleep. time. between. Obviously, I want to time this out for <clears throat> Halloween. Today is what? The 16th? Mm-hmm. If we were to, say, record... Do you between now and next Sunday is that enough time to to fit in 13 Friday the 13th movies? Probably not. Yeah. You do it the following Sunday. Is that before Halloween? Twenty. 30th. 30th. Yeah. But then it wouldn't come out before Halloween. Mm. Well, we'll figure it out. I can we'll try. Figure it out. We'll figure it out. So, all right. Well, Sally, thank you for, for, for being on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You feeling a little more relaxed now? I am. That we, like, it, was a, it was a little, <laughs> little nerve wracking in the beginning, yeah. but uh, sometimes you just forget that the microphones are there and True. It's, it just, you just get into the conversation. True enough. And so, so we, we're happy to have you back anytime. <laughs> all right. So Jason, thank you. This was, this was fun. Awesome. Um, so I think we'll leave with, I'm going to recommend this movie. I'm definitely recommending this movie. And you are... Hey, I'm on the fence. You are on the fence. I got to give it a rewatch. All right. All yeah. right. Excellent. Excellent. So everybody listening, have a uh, happy and safe Halloween. And I got nothing more. <laughs> Stay safe. I don't have anything clever. All right. <laughs> Stay away from the fentanyl candy. <laughs> Is there some? God damn it. <laughs> Can I just say, like, you see those news reports, there's, there's, 
rainbow colored fentanyl candy going out there. No, there's not. All right. All right. No one is going to waste the fentanyl. No on way. That. Okay. There's never been a razor blade in an apple, no. folks. It's just that's that's all. All right. And on that note, cue the Halloween theme. <laughs> 